You're listening to the He Shoots, He Draws podcast, the show about photography, design, creativity, and more, with your hosts, Dave Clayton and Alan Hess. Hello, and welcome back to the last episode of He Shoots, He Draws of 2020. What an incredible year it's been, he said, with the heaviest heart. <laughs> but, but, like most things, you've got to look at the, you've got to try and find a silver lining. And I, I scratched away, <laughs> tried try to find some kind of silver lining. But no, it's, it's been, uh, it's been an interesting year. I'm here joined by Alan, my, in fact, I'm going to do this officially. Right. right. Let's, I'm going to crack, firstly, I'm going to crack open a beer because it's Christmas. Hold on. Right. So let's do a cheers. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. sir. Um, yeah, just to kind of really cover up, if you've been with the podcast for a long time, thank you for sticking with us. We're now on, I think it was 140, this is episode 145. Wow. Um, I didn't like that it had a 45 in it, to be honest. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's been an interesting year. Very interesting year for a lot of reasons. But if we if we just take away the world at the moment, from the point of the podcast, um, Alan came along. All of a sudden, I found myself uh, on my own in April, kind of thinking, okay, what am I going to... What am I going to do going forward with guests and stuff? Um, and Alan... Alan stepped in as Glenn moved aside and has just been an absolute superstar. And we were just looking through the episodes off air that we've both done together. And we've had some fantastic guests since since April that we've both been able to do together. Some Alan's got for me. So I think it's only right that today, being that I got the email through with the, the official voice <laughs> recording... <laughs> With with the voice, David McClelland very kindly re-recorded the intro for us, um, which I will play. Now, I've got to record it because it's going to be new theme music, but um, it, if I can't get it on this episode, okay. it'll be on the first episode of next year. But Alan, welcome. You are now officially He Shoots <laughs> in He Shoots, He Draws after an eight-month probation period. Well... Uh, best day of your life. Best day this is it. I've been looking forward to this day. Speech. I've been looking forward to this day forever. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, uh, honestly, it, um, I've, uh, dude, I've known you and Glenn since you started this thing. I've, for a lot longer than that. We go back, um, as we've discussed on air numerous times. We go back for a mm. decade now. It's not, um, it's not something new. And um, you know, everyone has you know different things they do on their life. Had this happen a couple of years ago, there's no way I've been able to do this because I was just slammed with work. Especially in yeah. the evenings, especially when we record stuff, and uh, COVID kind of took care of a lot of that for me and for a lot of other people. Um, for anyone out there who who you know is wondering, um, I had nothing to do with Glenn not being here. He decided that he wanted oh, to no, step no. back a little bit, and I'm not trying to replace him at all. If uh, uh, I'd actually love to talk to him about any new projects he has coming up, because he's still a great friend of ours, and I love what he does. Of course, so, yeah. Um, but it's been it's been really fun and it's been really been one of the high points of 2020 because 2020 hasn't had too many high points, especially since March. No. <laughs> um, most of 2020 has just been one long, continuous downward trend where, uh, you know, 
it wasn't exactly a positive experience for most of us. So this has definitely been one of the highlights. And some of the guests we've had, and looking back at some of the episodes, I'd even I'd like forgotten how many cool people we'd actually gotten to spoke, how many cool people we'd actually gotten to spoken to, and you know discuss what's going on. Um, uh, you know, I have a few that stood out in my mind for probably just really weird reasons, um, but like Teresa Jackson and Rob Sylvan because they're both friends of mine previous to anything else that it was just so good to catch up with them over the over you know a, yeah. a good couple hours of chat you know and, and find out what they and were rob doing. was your introduction rob, yeah. rob was your virgin <laughs> episode uh no sorry yeah rob yeah. rob was your virgin episode and then we did dan dan gregory and, and, straight after and and they were our, our first two together yeah. and God, I mean, both of those could have been doubled the time. Oh, they, they, to be fair. yeah. I mean, we, I think the episodes came out at just, you know, about an hour, hour and a bit. We spoke for quite a bit longer than that before and after the episodes, <laughs> just catching up. It was so good to, you know, in this time of not having too much social contact outside of Zoom or, 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 you know, computer meetings to actually sit down and chat with old friends who I knew I wasn't going to see this year and probably not going to see next year. It was really kind of very enjoyable. Um, yeah. Uh, and that was the thing we, because we would normally see them at events and we'd get to chat to them. Um, it's like Glenn and I said, when we started the podcast was really, it was an excuse to talk to some people that maybe, you know, in every normal walk, you know, like you say, if, you, if you're busy, you're busy. Right. But the fact that everyone's kind of had a shutdown this year and not been able to go out, it's been the perfect time to sort of catch people. But also it's been an opportunity to chat to them when maybe you wouldn't have found the time. And, you know, and we're all going through it together. We've all faced, we've all had our own challenges, you included, because of the nature of your work. Um, and everyone's fine. You know, we spoke to Katrine and she was saying, Katrine Eisman, she'd like started projects at home and was kind of, pushing the boundaries of her own photography and trying to learn something new and it's just been quite refreshing to know that every time we've spoken to someone we've we we all feel in the same thing we all just come at it from a different part of the industry yeah i mean let's you know call it what it is i mean the covid covid19 and this pandemic that has ravaged the world i mean i'm in san diego Dave's in the UK and, 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 you know, we sit and compare, you know, how bad it is and it's bad everywhere. So to be able to literally talk to people and get some positive news and, and get some positive spin on stuff was really refreshing, you know, uh, once a week or you know a couple of times a month. It was, it was a highlight, um, of, and helpful yeah. as well. I mean, when we spoke to Doug Saunders and he was sort of saying they had to, they, they pivoted their business very quickly. Yeah. They, and he said, I can't, I, I feel bad. And, and we've said this in a couple of episodes. You shouldn't feel bad for coming out of this with some kind of success. You know, but nobody wants to suffer and we shouldn't all just automatically all suffer. And I think we've all learned new things about ourselves. We've all learned things about our abilities. We've learned to adapt and change what we do and find different ways of, of using our skills to help other people some to generate revenue, some to kind of create new projects. Um, obviously, like we've had no events to go to, whether it be you're working or we're teaching or we're learning. Um, but, you know, things like we use Zoom for the podcast and 
Alan and I, you know, like I say, Alan came in at the very beginning of April and we've done, we've put out 35 episodes, I yeah. think it is, um, since then. We've probably spent more time than our recording time just talking to each other in that period as well. We've, do, we've done as much hours chatting through Zoom that we get to a time it's midday for alan it's 8 p.m for me and sometimes we talk two three hours we mostly talk about the orange idiot and <laughs> and stuff that's going on in both sides of the world we talk about work and things that we've done and uh and it, it, it's been very therapeutic for me particularly um because like i say we've been friends with alan for for a decade we you know famously said we you know we met in an elevator and and here we are 10 years on and still got plenty to talk yeah. about and, and it's, still, it's kind of weird still always something going I, on i don't think anyone's going to meet anyone else in an elevator ever again <laughs> do you ever <laughs> i don't even want to get in an elevator if there's someone else in it i mean at this point that's yeah. too much of an enclosed space um i'm like yeah um, it's like how how ironic yeah. that we met in an enclosed <laughs> space and here we are 10 years on in, in the last place you'd want to meet but it's just been so enjoyable for me, um, you know, from from this side that you know, I've still got the day job, I'm still teaching, I'm writing, I'm still doing things. But man, this podcast has just been—I just wanted to keep it going and going. And you know, the numbers got hit a little bit. You know, I—I I, I even realised today I was thinking, oh, what podcast can I listen to while I'm working? And when I looked at my list of podcasts I had lined up that used to be for my commute, which was. I was doing 24 hours a month in my car. I was consuming 24 hours worth of podcasts a month. Now, because of the nature of my work, I, I try and listen to a podcast, but if I'm writing, I can't listen to someone talking and write because I accidentally end up writing <laughs> what they're saying. <laughs> but I was looking through and thinking, wow, I listen to maybe three or four podcasts yeah. um, at any given time. I listen to the one for my football team. Uh, there was, a, in fact, I'm going to recommend this one. If you love the American Office, uh, there is a podcast called The Office Ladies, which is Angela and Jenna, who were the two ladies of The Office, and every week they they deconstruct an episode season by season. But if you go on Spotify, there's Brian Baumgartner who played Kevin. Did it's been it's more like an audio book, but it was like the story of the American Office from the very very beginning, going all through the whole, uh, the whole nine seasons, talking to the producers and the guests, and it was brilliant. If you love that show, listen to it. It's about eight or twelve episodes on Spotify. It's free, um, so so good. So I kind of found myself listening to that. There's a couple of other comedy ones. The Scrubs one was quite good. But as I went through the list, I was like, wow, no wonder our numbers have taken a hit by about 25, 30 percent. And a lot of people I've spoken to have said the same thing. They've lost about up to a third of their regular listening numbers. But thankfully, we were having good numbers in the first place that the, the numbers are still strong. We're still still averaging over. I think it's something like we're still average at sixteen hundred downloads per episode, which given the amount of competition out there now and every tom dick and harry and dog and cat and bird have all got a podcast now it's like every famous person in lockdown went well let's do a podcast oh, yeah. and that's there's so much competition so i'm so thankful for the people who do download this and listen to it and still give us feedback and comment 
um it really means a lot because this is just a labor of love now there's no sponsors we you know it's it just purely is i do it because i can yeah and 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 thank alan for, for uh, I, you know turning up and I, taking time out of his day I, I think that a lot of times um we get to talk to people who have really good things to share because most of them have succeeded in places where other people want to succeed and getting the getting to just hear you know how they did it um brian friedman who started off you know was one of the concert guys but he started off as a tour manager <laughs> like jazz bands and stuff <laughs> and dustin jack who another concert photographer people are like man how do you get to work with motley crew he, he worked at an auction house and he played drums when he was younger i mean these like yeah these stories are like real people doing stuff they're not like you know they're not like ultra super hollywood famous people they're just regular people when you get down to it and um and you said something. And Brian had COVID yeah, as well. Didn't he? The, I mean, Brian went through the whole COVID thing as, as yeah, well. He was, and then Howard Pinsky had COVID too. We we've talked to a couple yeah. of guys, you know, who and I think Howard's COVID actually lasted a lot longer than he was expecting it to. He was one of the long haulers. Of scary, scary side effects of of um, this disease. But you said something er, earlier that you know, it's more like an audible book, which which brings me to the other high points of of twenty twenty is that. Um, I'm a huge auto, audible audiobook fan. That's uh, one of the things my wife and I enjoy. We don't we, we listen to audiobooks together instead of watching TV a lot of times. We find it more enjoyable at night. Um, I now have glasses, so reading stuff late at night just becomes a pain. And uh, a couple of years ago, I got an audible account for a birthday gift and a bunch of credits. And two of the audiobooks this year really stood out for me as being amazing. And the first one, they're absolutely the most different things on the planet. The first one is they did an audible version of uh, Neil Gaiman's The Sandman. So if you're a comic book, horror, um, mythology kind of bend, they did, uh, Audible did a version of The Sandman, which is a comic book that came out and they did it as a play. So uh, different characters having different voices and um it was fantastic uh, it was really one of the most um amazing things i heard this year and it was absolutely brilliant hours of spent uh basically with my headphones on because my wife is not a horror fan and some of the it, it's not for young people it's it's definitely an adult version but it's an amazing audible uh book so um that was one and then the other one which is completely different was the uh um, a Promised Land by Barack Obama, his memoir for his first, the run for office and his first years in office. We're about halfway through that right now and we're listening to that together every night. We spend about half an hour sitting outside uh, having a glass of wine or um, for me it's a Diet Coke and listening to uh, the last great president we had. Um, <laughs> so it's him it's reading, him reading it, his, his book and it's a memoir of the whole election process in, in for his first run of presidency and the first years in office we're getting to the point where they're oh, about yeah. to have the election um and it's it, it's a really fascinating to listen to we've also heard the michelle obama one becoming which she wrote after they left the white house and you can kind of yeah. line up both sides of the story uh, and it really opened my eyes as to what an american president actually has to go through to be elected and how they need to act and be and of course the last four years have been nothing like that in this How country not so. no, it's, yeah. it's, um, you know and i, I don't want to get into yeah, yeah. politically bashing 
the former number 45 who just lost the last election and is leaving office. Um, but I have never been a Trump fan. I have met Trump. I have photographed Trump. I have never been a fan. I cannot wait uh, for the day that he departs. And um, maybe we can have, well, I, you know. I said to you off air, it, it was really funny, the irony in that everyone's saying, oh, roll on 2021. And I said to Alan, that's really funny because when you think the last day of 45 is, is the 20th and the new day of, of yeah. 46 is the 21st, it's like, yeah, 20, 2021 <laughs> of January in 2021 <laughs> is a bit, it's a big shift. Yeah big shift for a lot of things i mean you know ultimately it's like over here so many things have been affected like so many industries the arts photography concerts sport you know so many people and the residual parts of those businesses that have been affected um nobody knew how to deal with this whoever whoever's in charge anywhere no one really knew how to deal with it it's just what advice they're given and you know the population you know uk is much smaller but we're, we're having very high america's a lot bigger it's going to be longer and slower and more painful but whoever the incumbent is whoever's in it's, it's not an easy thing but it's just uh i think a lot of people need j- just need something positive to hang on to and like we said we're not going to go in and make it a, a trump bashing thing you, you're welcome to your own um political views uh, and i'm english so you know we've got our own <laughs> we've got our own things going on here but all i'm looking forward to is the fact is the, how our friends can go back to work our friends can go back to seeing people how you know i i've missed alan this year this is the first year i've not traveled to the u.s since 2012 um and i've missed all my friends you know i've been chatting to them online and I, you know i try and go and stay with alan and we always have a fantastic time i've really missed that and because obviously just recently you know a year ago was adobe max i was there for my birthday on the first of november and it, it seemed like yesterday but it seemed crazy that it what a different world it was and like now with with we were chatting before we started recording about well you know what will i get to travel in 2021 you know the vaccine's going to roll out faster here but as we speak of today um as, as we pardon me as we're chatting today on the 23rd of december the uk's got two new strains of the virus coming out and we're still trying to roll out the vaccine so really uh, you know as positive as i can be about next year is i i think i have to write off the fact that i may be traveling <clears throat> that's just a personal first world problem what i'd rather do is not travel and hope that everyone gets well everyone gets back to work everything can kind of slowly get back to this new normal um and you know and and we'll we'll be joining people along that journey to see how they're getting on and how it's rolling back and you know we were saying like with sports and concerts you know, when we used to have the mosh pits and, you know, the Rolling Stones concerts where everyone's crammed right in that front bit and, like, how different, how different the things that we do are going to be. Yeah. You know, working from home now has just proved when working from home used to come with bunny ears, air quotes, was, oh, yeah, working from home. <laughs> it's now, 
now a lot of businesses are seeing that working from home is actually more beneficial to the point that some idiot over here in the politics said you know well if people are going to be working from home we should tax them more because it's it's more of a benefit for them to work from home they're making more money it's like how dare we how dare, how dare we not drive to loads of places anymore and pollute the air and you know other but then you've also you know local shops around factories and buildings aren't going to get the footfall there's a lot of weird things people are going right. to have to adapt you know your industry just looking at photography industry weddings concerts yeah, you know close close space portraits and it's, it's a lot for people to think about it's going to come i mean it, it, there's no doubt it's going to come back because as a as a as a race as a people as a i don't even know what to, to call us collectively we all need music we need art we need to have these things it's it's been proven that that's what makes people feel better um you know seeing a good uh man seeing a good tv show seeing seeing a well-written you know uh a movie seeing something that just you know lifts your spirits or um makes someone feel happy or escapism especially in, in these days it's it's all it's all really well done and a lot of those productions i mean i know everyone's talking about tom uh cruise you know exploding and screaming at people on the set of a movie i'm all for uh, that i i'm 100 yeah, percent behind him for I, I was that. too I, I was like you know what he's they're employing a lot of people there's a, uh, not just money but there's like an expectation of like something's coming out, something to look forward to. We all, we have to have something to look forward to. I mean, I know that 2021 has got to be better than 2020 from even before COVID hit 2020 was, was not shaping up to be a really good year. I lost a very close friend at the very part, early part of the year. Um, and that's going to still linger for a long time. So I think yeah. as a, as a people, we need to have something that makes us go, oh man, I can't wait to get up tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And, you know, Christmas is part of that. And I know this year is going to be different for a lot of people. Um, I'm, I'm Jewish. My wife is not. We usually used to have a big family gathering on Christmas. People used to come over. We used to cook food. That's not happening this year. We're, we're, we're just going to be the two of us. We're actually going to cook up a bunch of food and deliver it to family members. So everyone can still have the same food, but we're not seeing anyone. No one's coming over. No one's in the house. No one has been in the house since March. We've had some people wow. come and sit outside six to 12 feet apart while we're wearing masks outdoors and we've stayed safe. And even with that, we had a, a scare the other week where we might have been exposed to someone who's had a family member with COVID. Everything ended up okay and we're fine. But it was a real eye-opener that this thing is not a joke and it moves really fast and it can infect people. So um, I keep looking for, you know, the positives. I was telling Dave earlier, man, one of the big ones earlier for me has been The Mandalorian. I'm a sci-fi. Oh, I've written that down <laughs> on my paper. I wanted to talk uh, about to think, things that have things that have kind of come to the forefront in 2020 to help do that, like escapism, Zoom zoom has really come to the forefront in making yeah. people talk to each other and all its various um alternatives that like google and microsoft teams and, and, and whatever they're all now but generally where people used to say let's skype then they now say should we zoom it's really funny how that's already changed and zoom is now the verb but um yeah tv 
I mean, Matt, let's talk about Mandalorian. I know this is a design and <laughs> photography, but actually I'm going to oh. say Mandalorian counts because if you ever watch The Mandalorian, stay to the end credits. The artwork I, I was, for each episode is beautiful. I can't wait for that book to that come out. That is the only thing. And I, I don't, I'm not going to give away anything because I've wa I watched both seasons. I, I'm one of those guys that I kind of wait up till they're all released so that I can sit and watch everything in a row. So it's one big, long eight-hour movie for me. And I was actually very upset at the end of the last episode that they didn't do the sketches recapping the episode the way they did through all the other 15 episodes or so from the first two yeah. seasons. And if you've never seen it and you have access to Disney Plus and you don't want to watch it, that's fine. Just fast forward about 45 minutes in and they show sketches of the whole storyline of the episode and they are beautiful they are oh. whoever does the, that artwork and i don't know who you are but i'd love to have you on this podcast because those that artwork oh, is absolutely brilliant and yeah i'm gonna try and find out who it is because i would love to have that i mean i know we've spoken to paul shipper and um and paul does yeah. like the movie artwork and he 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 gets like the opportunity to have a bit from the film to work with but this whoever was doing this whether it was a guy or a girl you know, they got to sit and immerse themselves in each episode to to pull out the key parts, and it was like, it was like the old comic books. Yeah. It was like where they get those key moments, and it was just, it it was just like the Mandalorian's brilliant anyway, and then you got that on top of it, and the music in it, and the humor. I mean, my favorite, my my two favorite things, um, and I'm going to try and say them without giving away spoilers because one of them doesn't really matter, but there's a scene. Um, if you're a Star Wars fan, it's it's a common joke that stormtroopers can't shoot, <laughs> can't shoot on target. Um, and there was this scene where they got, I think it was Jason Sudeikis and someone else from Saturday Night Live, uh, and they're both two stormtroopers, and they're sat and they've got the baby Yoda or Grogu now, um, and, and one of them's punching him <laughs> to start with which is just so wrong but they're both sitting there waiting for orders to go onto this place and they're getting the messages through like going yeah i, I wouldn't come it's, it was just like you talking to your mates again i wouldn't come down now he's he's just killed someone for looking at him funny <laughs> um so they're like so one of them gets his gun out and goes to fire it at a tin can or something on the floor takes about eight shots and misses it so the other guy gets his gun out and then he starts firing at it and he can't hit it either and it was just i love that it has that humor of it includes those tropes of what people say about star wars and, and my second favorite one was i'm not going to say what happens because if you're not into season two uh, it's not a critical thing, but I think it, it might spoil something for you. But there's a bit with they're transporting this female with a <laughs> uh, a carriage of of her eggs, and, and it's the, like the last of their race. And there's a bit with Baby Yoda that is just comedy gold. It just is so so well written. The the guy playing um, Pasco, yeah, the Mandalorian. Uh, yeah, the man, the guy who plays the Mandalorian. Uh, who's also going to be in the new Wonder Woman film as well. He's brilliant. I know the body act. I know for the most part, they're different body actors. He's got two body actors that do different things for him. And then occasionally he's in it. But just the moments where like he talks about why well, he can't take the mask off and he does. And it's just, it's just so Star Wars. Yeah. 
and I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. I'll say this now: I'm a Star Trek person, and but I enjoy Star Wars, and I think Rogue One and The Mandalorian have made me kind of fall back in love with Star Wars a little bit. Definitely, um, given that I thought when I first started watching The Mandalorian, I thought it was all going to be about Boba Fett. And it wasn't until I was halfway through the season one I realised that's not Bubba yeah. Fett. It's an actual different, whole different person. Why Why don't they talk about Darth Vader or Luke Skywalker or anyone else at the moment? It's because they don't know they exist. So, yeah, Mandalorian, very good. Uh, another one I want to recommend strongly, Ted Lasso. Yeah, that's... Ted Lasso, uh, the soccer, football. Uh, again, Jason Sudeikis, brilliant actor, fantastic show. Very, very funny and touching it's written by the guy who does scrubs bill lawrence um and it was a couple of directed by zach braff as well but it's just such a touching heartwarming funny comedy now i haven't Um, seen that one yet i have it lined up and it's ready to go but we've been kind of holding off on that until both both my wife and i were finished with work now she's she didn't care about the mandalorian but this kind of feel-good soccer one is something that i thought we both enjoy and hang out together so we've been waiting till now till the next till next week actually when um her work is now done my work for the year is done and we'll have a couple of days to really be able to sit back and not worry about stuff and um yeah but it's not taxing either it's good fun it's also very feel good so i'm i'm very into (laughs) anything that makes me you know (laughs) takes me away from what's going on in reality is 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 worth it and if you want if you want an absolute I, f- I found this by pure chance. I'm not even a, I'm not even a car person. For me, a car just gets me from A to B. I don't know what all the makes are. I don't know what classic cars are. But I came across this show on Netflix, and it's called Rust Valley yeah. Restorers. I, it is so good. So good. It's it, it just these two guys that own this. Uh, well, it's this one guy called Mike owns this. Um, it's in British Columbia, Canada. And he owns this scrapyard. He's got 400 classic American cars that he's saved from being scrapped. But they're in all sorts of conditions. And there's three seasons uh, of the show. Uh, I think the first one's got, I don't know, maybe eight. The second season's got 12. And the third season's got six. But it's these two absolute nut jobs. And they just, um, <laughs> it's, the, it's the thread of their relationship. But also built making these beautiful cars for themselves to sell and for other people. And... I've really got an appreciation for American cars and people who restore and mechanics. Um, it's just bonkers, absolute bonkers, but I've loved watching it. And now I've got to the end. Like today I was Googling, will there be a season four? And apparently they've got to wait till halfway till next year. But like you say, it's just stuff that takes your mind yeah. off it. And you lose yourself. Like a, you talking about the audio books is like when families used to sit around the radio and listen to the radio in the evening. No, that's that's very much like what we what we do now, and um, we're very lucky. I mean, we we have a a, a nice little place to sit outside, um, so in the evenings we we can leave work behind. I've been working at home for years. My wife just started working at home through the pandemic, but we can literally leave the house and go sit in the backyard and um we have a little bluetooth speaker and so you know light some candles or turn on the lights and the little overhead twinkly lights and we sit outside for you know half an hour 45 minutes but it's really decompressing from a day at work it changes things up and and it's been um it's been sanity i mean it's been part of it's been yeah. part of keeping us sane and not 
you know, killing each <laughs> killing each other. I mean, um, you know, it's a it's a real a real downside to a lot of people who are suddenly at home all day long every day. And you know, I can't say it's always perfect. I mean, we're both trying to work. We're both using the internet. She's having meetings. I'm having meetings. We have two crazy dogs that like to bark at the most inopportune times. And we have construction going on next door where they're trying to uh, fix a house. So in the middle of, you know, everything normal going on, we have roofing, hammering, and um, and which, of course, we have to be protected from by the dogs. So they start barking. And But by the time we get to the end of the day, you know, five, six o'clock in the evening, you can sit down and just kind of be taken away by a story has really been uh, one of the better things. And hey. People should listen to a podcast back. <laughs> I should probably start listening to more podcasts <laughs> yeah. back then too. Um, well, let, let's let's finish yeah. off because we're not going to do yeah. a long one tonight because we want people to kind of get get to listen to this and then go about yeah. their business over Christmas. Um, wanted to finish off with just some recommendations for gifts. I'd say probably by the time you listen to this, <laughs> Christmas yeah. is gone. So, what can you spend your Christmas money on? So, we we've each got a couple of. Um, things to suggest so i'm gonna let you go first right. um give us a book recommendation. yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna take the easy one um we talked to the author uh god a couple of episodes ago um kaylee greer's dogtography book is probably my favorite book of the year um non-fiction book of the year i should say uh the pictures are absolutely stunning and um, i've got both the e-version and the physical big print version and they're both great, but do yourself a favor and, and order the print version. The everything about that book, especially if you well, okay, you gotta like dogs. <laughs> if, if you if you yeah. really if you dislike <laughs> dogs, don't buy it. It's, it's yeah, you won't you ever. won't enjoy this book at all. I mean, there is one cat, I think, one gerbil in it, but you really need to um, like dogs. And but it is a stunningly beautiful book with um, huge amounts of great information in it and. Um, Go back and listen to the episode. I gushed about the book then. I'm still gushing about it. I've actually reread it in the physical version. It's it's absolutely a stunning book. And um, even though it's published by the same people who have published the last couple of books of mine, uh, I don't get a cut of this one. <laughs> this book has nothing to do with me. It's just, no, no, no. We, you know, I've I've got my hard yeah. copy now. That's turned up, and it is. It's just. My daughter picked it up and I was telling her all about Kaylee and said, you know, she's one of those people that she absolutely loves what she does and she's been able to carve a career out of it. And like myself and Alan, you know, to get to write a book about the thing you love and the fact that it's out there and it really is a beautiful book. It's available Amazon UK and US and you can get it from Rocky yeah. Nook. Um, it's not that expensive, but it really is a lovely book. And so if you, if you love dogs or just love animals, yeah. um, it's great and, and it's not really necessarily about shooting dogs i mean if you photographing let's, dogs. let's say <laughs> photographing photographing dogs i gotta stop saying it um photographing dogs uh even if you photograph yeah. animals you know alan wrote a book about pet photography it's just really about the basics how to deal with animals how to deal with the situation the light but yeah definitely go and get that one i'm going to recommend something you've already spoken about it's kind of two parts is get yourself an audible account and get some credits or just take the basic audible and get one credit a month and i've i did that i'm a poor reader um in that i can i can read <laughs> i'm fine with that but i find in vet 
when I do get spare time, I find myself generally either doing the podcast or I'm designing or I'm, you know, doing something that's technology related. I'm trying to learn some stuff on the iPad at the moment. So I find investing my time in a book, I'm very, very poor at. But what I can do is listen to a book and I've started downloading some. And the next, the one I've just done now is I've just got the Michael J. Fox uh, book, No Time Like the Future. Um, which is about kind of the struggle that he's had since he's had Parkinson's and how he's felt and how he's adapted his life. Um, because it's him reading it, I'm really interested to hear that one. So mm. Audible. And also, I don't quite know how this translates over there because we've got an app called Readly, which is R-E-A-D-L-Y. And I think America have got something similar, but basically it's a magazine subscription app. So you pay like $8 a month or $10 a month. I think I pay about £7. And you get access to all these different magazines that are, you know, not just what you're interested in, but, you know, there's cooking, there's crochet, there's cars, there's planes, there's exercise. But the fact that we kind of, you know, can't go anywhere and we can read, I find that I can read magazines and consume that kind of information a lot easier than I can committing to a whole book so i've got like audible to listen to stories and again we're not getting any kickback or affiliate on <laughs> no. this it's just purely something that we do so yeah if you're at home and we are going to be at home a bit longer we are reading up on stuff you know magazines aren't cheap but you're paying the price of one magazine for access to hundreds of magazines and there's sci-fi film sport politics and, and you name it it's it, it's there there's a magazine for you so I I recommend that that, that is a, it is available in the it is available in the U.S. too. If anyone's curious, um, we we have that as well. <laughs> yeah, cool. There you go. I'll put links <laughs> in the show notes anyway. Um, have you got what? Have you got another one? Um, well, I I I'm gonna go with a, a subscription as well because uh, this will tie into the Mandalorian and into my actual Christmas Day plans. I'm a Disney Plus subscriber, and. Uh, Okay, yeah, um, I've got that. So I have I have two subscriptions that I'm now kind of addicted to. It's Disney Plus and HBO Max. Ah, <laughs> um, oh, see, we don't get uh, that. I'm, um, I'm sorry, but be- between those two, I've been... Um, I haven't watched anything that's come out on network television in weeks. I've been... <laughs> I've been going through all the old stuff. I did uh, The Mandalorian, both seasons of that. Um, and on HBO, they did the DC Comics Doom Patrol, which was... Ba- it's a very out there, uh, again, adult-themed um, comic book, but they made a really interesting TV show about it that I didn't even know existed. And uh, I'm, I'm halfway through season one, and it is very entertaining to the comic book person in me and it's based on a dc comic book called doom patrol and it's um it's got a pretty good cast and it's a really kind of out there uh superheroes who have very little real power or any useful powers at all so uh, one guy's a race car driver who gets in a seriously bad accident and all that's left is his brain so he gets put into a robot body um uh one's an actress who uh, has a serious problem. She turns into a giant blob when she <laughs> can't control her emotions. So it's, but it's a, it's. I'm finding it fascinating, and I'm and watching it on. I believe that one's on HBO Max. And then uh, on Christmas Day, we already have plans to watch the Wonder Woman 1984. That's going to be released that same day. Uh, um, I I don't know how they're doing that over here because we were saying back in the olden days, 
America used to get all the blockbusters and then they used to come over to the UK about three or four months later and like talk about luckily we didn't have internet but you could still get spoilers so but then eventually when they closed it down and like in some cases we'd get James Bond and Harry Potter and I think we even got Star Wars the day before America um you know it was lined up but now you've got this HBO Max thing and these films are going to be released I've not heard anything yet over here how those films are going to be released in here because let's be honest when Disney Plus came out it was only in America and before Disney Plus had even hit the UK a lot of people had seen The Mandalorian because they just found a way of accessing it you know it was just borrowing someone's login or you know streaming it off some random website so the fact that these films are going to be put out streaming i think they need to find a way to get it to play in the uk as well because it'll just it'll just go back to that that problem and i and i hate that these films will come out and the spoilers will be out on twitter and everyone will be talking about it and we'll be sitting here thinking well when are we going to see it yeah so sorry <laughs> i mean i yeah, I know. My wife and I never enjoyed as uh, going to the movie theater as much as a lot of other people because we tended to have really bad luck. We went and saw movies and there'd be someone sitting behind us talking on a cell phone or, you know, there's someone decided that, uh, you know, their five-year-old child should sit through an R-rated movie or whatever it was. It, it always ended up being some kind of weird experience off to the end. And it cost us... You know, by the time we bought tickets and popcorn and drinks and, you know, we're sitting there and taking the time out of our day, we kind of gave up on that. So we don't have kids. We have the dogs. We have a pretty nice television. And so having these streaming services really work for us. And I don't mind paying the streaming services fees to, to have that. When I found out that HBO Max was going to get every new release by, I don't know which movie theater, again, they're... Warner Brothers is giving them like every release next year or something. To me, that was, uh, I'm going to make sure that my subscription is kept up to date because I think that's fantastic for us. Um, And and it's it's going to have to change again when people can get back out of the house. But right now, I think it keeps us safe. I'm, uh, I would never go to a movie right now. I just wouldn't go to a movie theater. Just I I would be. No, it's not going to happen. But and we've all got. We've all got bigger TVs yeah. now. Everyone's got like 60-inch TVs and and surround sound speakers. Our home entertainment system is probably the best it's yeah. ever been. And you're right. I, I There's part of going to the cinema that you enjoy, but maybe that's a false enjoyment because you had no choice right. but to go and watch the film at the cinema. 3D gives me a headache okay. and I, I can't cope with the glasses. So... Um, and like you say, people eating and stuff like that. There are times where it is nice to immerse yourself in it, but you're right. I'm, I quite look forward to getting the Blu-ray yeah. and sticking it on screen at home, turning all the lights off, preferably get yourself some headphones as well, if not, and just sit and have it on the screen, but have the headphones so you get all the sound in. But yeah, I'm, I mean, it's expensive going to the cinema, but I'd happily drop 20 quid to watch the new Wonder Woman film in the comfort of my own home with, yeah. with my family and know that at least the studio is kind of making some money back on it. Um, it's interesting to see how films evolve, knowing that they are going to be seen more it's, on smaller screens. I'm, well. I'm looking forward to seeing what's coming next year and how to do it. I, I know that I am not going to be going to a movie theater anytime soon. 
if I'm not going to work, I'm not going to have concerts and I'm not going to have, um, and I'm not going to have that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm going to look forward to the streaming services. Yeah. My last one, uh, is going to be, we had him on last week. Um, <laughs> we're, ch- we're chatting off air. So we have Brian Bedell on from Field Notes. Now, Field Notes are they're a little they're a little notebook from a company in Chicago. They're, they're only a small company, it's, uh, half owned by Aaron Draplin. Um, but I I kind of came across them when I first sort of met Aaron, and and that's all they are. It's a little pack of Field Notes, but they have different themed ones. And there's a quarterly subscription yeah. which is like ninety nine bucks, and it's like it's free delivery in America. I think it's only like 20 quid for the UK, but they're so addictive and they are so clever that like some of the themes they have and there's little subscriber extras and as Alan's (laughs) learned, it's probably my vice and my, my hobby this year. It's been quite good fun. There's been different ones coming out. There was a series called uh, Deaders, which was all these cuts of Aaron's posters that were quite limited edition. So as Alan well knows, he's been very kind and been taking various trades and books in for me and he's got a whole <laughs> a whole room dedicated to, to parcels and stuff. But if you love, um, like a lot of people have been doing this year, and journaling and writing their thoughts and notes to kind of, you know, think of what's been happening, I really recommend Field Notes. You can, Of course, you can go and buy any kind of notebooks out there, but if you're supporting a, a, a small business... Um, so go to fieldnotesbrand.com get yourself a subscription or just go in the shop and buy some of the kind of the random ones they've got the recent drop was called snowy evening which there are 99,999 different books each with an individual snowflake on um, which I thought was incredible but yeah check them out Um, get yourself a subscription there's a really good additions coming next year and and lots of subscriber freebies and stuff extras so um, that that fills my day. Um, I'm in a Discord group. I'm in a Facebook group. I'm in a uh, all, I'm in a group within a group, and it's all subgroup. But it's it's good. It's it's kept my mind off it. Um, it's been fun, and I've met a lot of friends through it. And that's the one thing I love about some of the things that have come out of this year is I've been involved in things that maybe I wouldn't have had time for had I been busy, and made lots of new friends and contacts and acquaintances and arranging to meet up with them you know next year in 2021 22 uh, and just kind of broaden your horizons a bit so yeah take the year take the time off to learn enjoy keep in touch with your friends and family check they're okay we've got zoom you've got phone you've got whatsapp you've got messenger there's no excuse um if at the end of this episode think of one person you haven't spoken to in ages and just contact them and say happy christmas Um, yeah I, i think that's important i think we need to make sure we don't lose social contact while we're socially distant i i really the term socially distant that they came up with the beginning of this whole pandemic is really bad marketing and a really bad brand because we don't need to be socially distant we need to be physically distant and we need to be socially closer yes um so you know i will say this in in closing at least on my side is that being part of this podcast and being able to talk to these people and being able to meet new people and just being part of this has been really great. And I'm looking forward to, um, I know some of the people we're going to speak to next year, so I'm not going to say anything because I really, yeah. uh, we've got a list, we've been working on it. Um, and I'm looking forward to getting their, um, input. And, um, I'm hoping that 2021 is 
Well, dude, can it ever be worse than 2020? I'm not even going to say that. I'm not going to say that. 2020, no, looking that. forward Don't to a that. great 2021. So I hope everyone has a, a yeah. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Yep, here's to new positives. We're going to... There you go. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Um, say thank, thank you for joining us, for sticking with us this year. So it's been a wild ride. Um, we will be back in January. We're going to take a couple of weeks off. We need it. We spend some time talking to family and, and just uh, chilling. Uh, we'll be we'll be back at the beginning of the year with a new episode, and then we'll obviously have some guests rolling out. So in the meantime, stay safe, wear a mask, look after your elderly family. Don't be an idiot. You're not better than this. It, you 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 are not Superman or Supergirl or Superwoman, whatever. Just be sensible. Look after your fellow human beings wherever they come from, and just get school get through this together. The sooner we all do this, the quicker the world will be back. So. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us, subscribing, everything. Really appreciate it. And say next year, this will be mine and Alan's first year yeah. as uh, he shoots, he draws official with, with the intro and everything. Yeah. So thanks for joining us both. Uh, have a great, happy new year. I hope you had a good Christmas because you listened to this afterwards. And we will see you in January.